0: This is the grand final edition of Crunch Time. We are at the live side outside the MCG. There was only one interview we wanted to conduct during this special broadcast because his place today is unique. He is a Geelong Premiership captain, and in a sliding doors world, he would have been invited to present the cup today, but he is the chief executive of the Sydney Swans. Tom Harley, thank you for making the time, and welcome to Crunch Time.
1: No, thanks so much for having me, Jared. A pleasure to be here on grand final day.
0: I, I don't imagine there's any mixed feelings, but are you cognizant of your unique place in all of this?
1: <laughs> I think that, so that's probably as good a way to explain it, Jared. So, so no mixed feelings, totally invested in, in the, uh, the red and w- white camp, but at the same time, um, if I wasn't um, thinking there's a connection, I've certainly been told about it a lot this week. <laughs> so uh, uh, quite, a, quite a unique set of circumstances, but um, overriding, just fortunate to be back on grand final day.
0: Does it stir a few memories in you of those glorious days?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't uh, when, I, uh, when I when I arrive and uh, look around and uh, the build-up of the parade, all those sorts of things. It, it, it was a fantastic time of my life, and um, it's very interesting looking at the game through a very different lens um, from player to administrator. But um, it, is, it is just a fantastic day and a fantastic week to be a part of. So, um, as I say, uh, uh, really pleased to be back
0: give us if you can articulate that insight for us what what is it like as an administrator now to come to grand final day with your team
1: yeah look i think that the main thing and this is the thing that people um don't see or or and and probably don't need to understand but there's a hell of a lot of work that goes on in the background um there's obviously the players and the coaches now they're the most prominent part of um of your football team and and then you've got your football department staff, and I think that's pretty well known. But then there's an army of people behind that. Um, and for grand final week in particular, um, after our heart rate settled down from 250 to <laughs> about 80 on the uh, the Sunday from last week after the preliminary final, um, our operations and logistics team um, get to work with uh, tickets and travel and accommodation, um, which is far more pronounced for a non-Victorian team in grand final week. So there's a lot of coordination around that. Um, uh, we have our final board meeting uh, board meeting uh, on the last thursday of every month um which was uh, held obviously on thursday this week and and from that point on it's 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 a bit it's a bit quieter but certainly a lot of logistical and operational um, requirements in the leader
0: how were the emotions in the last two minutes and 42 seconds say of the preliminary <laughs> final <laughs>
1: I I, um, I found myself sitting in absolute isolation. Now that had nothing to do with COVID protocols, <laughs> um, Jared. I uh, I think those who were sitting around me probably <laughs> felt the tension. And and to be fair, the way our, our our fans, members, and supporters responded in those last couple of minutes, the the hallways of the SCG were probably like the uh, like the highway. There were people pacing everywhere. So I sat I sat by myself. Um, uh, and it was, a, I mean, an unbelievable game. And, and I'm not sure I've experienced a sporting atmosphere like that. Um, it was absolutely heaving. And the SCG is a ground that can throb. And I've been on the ground when it was throbbing in a semifinal yes. and in the stands when it was throbbing in a preliminary final. And uh, quite an extraordinary, extraordinary experience.
0: How significant an achievement is it, Tom, to see this team Make the big day when you consider how rapidly the how rapid the rise is over a couple of seasons.
1: Yeah, look, I think it's you know very very proud of everyone involved in the club, and it does take everyone, um, as I say, the the the, uh, the front line of the players and coaches who take, should rightly so um, be on that front line and take a lot of the credit. Um, uh, but I'm extremely proud of, of of everyone else in the football club, from the board through to the the, the non-football department staff. And I think what the last couple of years has has taught us all is that um, you know it's been a challenge, and COVID has been very tricky. And um, we were transitioning our list through, through COVID. And, and one of the reflections I've had this week, Jared, was. Um, in 2020 when everyone was on the road and um, we had an extremely young list and and John Longmire spoke to the group just prior to boarding the first bus on our way to Brisbane, I think it was at that time. And so this is an opportunity. You can go one or two ways here. You can lean in and get the most out of it or or you can look at all of the other aspects to it that that could lead itself to a negative experience. And and to the credit of our club, I think we really lent into that and um, I guess the building blocks were put in place um where where we are now um is, is where we think we should be. Um people will make comment as to whether we're ahead of time, but we've always had confidence in the, the calibre of our people um and certainly the calibre of the young talent that's been coming through and not underestimating by any stretch the the role that our senior players have played, you know, Dane Rampey, Lance Franklin, Luke Parker, Josh Kennedy, um, Tom Hickey and the like that's been enormous for our younger group.
2: Tom, it's Sam Edmund here. Regardless of what happens today, well done. Congratulations on a great campaign. I, I suppose if there's two clubs that have defied the equalisation process, it's your old club and, and your current one who meet today. It's a bit like, you know, asking the meaning of life. All clubs are searching for the same answer. What What's the common thread, if there is one or a couple, between the two that have made it possible, do you think? Yeah.
1: Yeah, thanks, Sammy. Again, um, a question I've been asked a bit this week, and, and there's no special... Um, recipe or secret sauce or I think um, what both clubs and, and I can really only comment to be fair on my time at Geelong from you know, mm. a decade and a bit ago now but um, know Steve Hocking exceptionally well and, and, um, and know a number of the staff there and, and clearly some of the players but um, fundamentally they, they're really good people um, you know skills typically are acquired um, character and, and, and value not so much Um, And so I think what the the two clubs have done, and I'll speak now on behalf of the Swans, that we have really good people. We have stability in in key roles. Um, We have a board led by Andrew Pridham, who's been on the board for um, coming up to two decades, Um, uh, taking over from Richard Collis and and Andrew Island's on the board, the previous CEO. So we've got some good stability around our program, I think, at the core of it. But certainly from our point of view, we put football first, and that's not necessarily, um, you know, just the, the wins and losses of football, but it's making decisions around football and around the people that you want to have within your organisation that, that, that mm. the better your football program and, and that drive just to be better each day, wake up better and um, wake up today committing to be better than what we were yesterday and so on and so on. So um, I think the similarities would lie somewhere in there.
2: I was speaking to the McInerneys yesterday, Tom, and they were almost in awe of the welfare, the support network, the care and everything that goes into making the families as well as the players feel welcome. I mean, when you're creating a home, Mm -hmm. a new home for these kids, I mean, and making the families Mm -hmm. welcome, I guess the role that plays in the morale and the culture of the place. I mean, when John McInerney saw James Rowbottom's old man, it was almost like they were long lost brothers. Can you speak a bit to the community that you create up there?
1: Yeah, John and Adam are two of the best, two Fantastic families for McInerney's and And um, Bottoms. Look, we're acutely aware that 75% of our playing list aren't from Sydney um, or New South Wales, so the, the role and the emphasis that we put on on welfare and well-being is, is, um, is well told. I think going way back, we were the first club to put on a clinical psychologist as opposed to the sports psychologist to make sure that we have, a, a, as best we can, an understanding of our players, and... Um, you know we have had a strong emphasis on player welfare dennis carroll um, a long time player welfare manager um, that stepped down from the role at the end of end of covert to, to move on to to a, a quieter lifestyle but handed the baton over to brett kirk um, and phoebe jago um, who supports brett amazingly well and, and, and those two in particular play a great role with our families and um, you know, to, to get that reinforcement from John and Lila and, 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 and the row bottoms, I think, is is really important because we do put a, a significant value on it.
2: Can I just quickly ask about the Lance Franklin deal, which was obviously sensitive and delicate, and we get all that, the timing of it. I mean, were you, were you thrilled to get that done, you know, given you're going into a grand final, and, and I guess the narrative that would have definitely continued had it not been tied off?
1: Yeah, I think you can all make a reasonable assumption that um uh, we'd we'd come to terms marginally before
2: the monday yes. night when it was released
1: yeah. but um and only marginally to be fair but but uh, you know lance lance was um he was very keen um to once that was done uh you know the plan was clearly to to park till the end of the season but once we made it through to the grand final um, and being the team player that he is, he's 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 got great awareness to know that he would have been a headline. Is this going to be his last training session? Is it going to be his last bus ride? His last kick? His last goal? His last game? All those sorts of things. When we knew it wasn't going to be so, um, so I thought the timing was was right to announce it on Monday night.
0: Just give us a closing word here, Tom. Is you are part of building an enduring culture at Geelong and then you move into Sydney where the Bloods culture is revered? Mm. Did they put you through an initiation when you arrived there and if you were going to articulate it to the layman on the outside, what is this culture that we will so admire this afternoon?
1: Uh, look, there's, there's certainly a playing culture that I haven't been Um, Inducted into, and to be fair, I've never actually seen it. It it is revered internally, and I I steer clear of that. But um, you know, I I did. I was asked earlier in the week to to put my finger on it, and I think it's as simple as just doing the right thing at the right time for the right reason. Um, And and when you are in that fortunate position to recruit people, players, staff, um, take that job very seriously, and and recruit for uh, uh, the right the right people who are ultimately going to be. Culture, cultural contributors, um, so that's a focus of ours. But uh, um, <laughs> I can't take too much credit for the for the for the swans. of, of have uh, very much been a custodian in my role, and and um, and uh, you know really enjoy getting into work every day, rolling my sleeves up with some terrific people, and if success comes off the back of that. That's fantastic.
0: There's no accident when success follows someone throughout their career in footy. Tom, the very best of luck to you this afternoon, and thanks for making the time for us today. Right well on, Tom.
1: No, thanks, Jared. Thanks, Sam.
0: Tom Harley, the Swans' chief executive on grand final day with us on Crunch Time. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.